0: Kutvach everyone. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners and viewers from Torah in Time, as well as from Shas Illuminated and from the WhatsApp chat. We're going to Chazer. this week. We learned Simon Kufnun Hey, Kufnun Vav, Kufnun Zayin, and we start, we started Kufnun Ches. We finished off Hilchas Besakneses with a few halachas which seem to be different Musr, but are actually halacha which will Chazer. We started Hilchas Nefilas Yadayim. And a few halachas from there. Let's see how much we can get through. So, kufnan Hey, the halacha was after someone leaves shul, yelach a base He should go to base medrash. A time to learn. You go mechayal You go from the shul to the base of medrash, from tefillah to taira, and that is a time. That and as much as we're mechuyev to be kaveya and ace lilmid every day, the time to do it, the most optimal time is right after davening shacharis. That time should be set. You shouldn't pass up on it, even if you hope to make a lot of money. And in order to make that money, you have to give up in your kviyas itim Latera. Don't give up your kviyas itim. And they famously said about the base of the Beis Ephraim was a very, very wealthy person. They say a joke that he wrote a long sefer, the Chuvat Beis Ephraim, which is very, very, very long chuvat, and a very long sefer. He wrote a small sefer called Yad Ephraim on the side of the Shulchan Aruch. And there once was an Anu who came to his house, and the poor person told him, he said, please, please make the Yad Ephraim as big as the Beis Ephraim," And... That was a joke about him, but he was a very wealthy fellow, and he was known that he used to say that during his Kviyas Itim Latayra, his family should treat it as if he's dead. If someone comes to the door to make a deal, to make decisions as if he's not alive, because this is his set time just for learning, he won't give it up for anything. So that's the idea of Kviyas Itim, which we'll discuss more in a second. So we now that we don't have a Besat Medjish in the Besat that's all in one, so you don't have to go anywhere. You would do it in the same place. You would dive in and you would learn in the same place. You go straight from Tvila into learning. Now, the, the Rama says, Even if you don't know how to learn, you just go there and you have or learn a little bit what you do know and these days the Meshavar speaks out we have English so there's something for everyone to learn everyone can know or you go to the shir and you'll hear the Magad shir explain it to you before you go out into the workforce and into the work day in the workplace you should think a little bit about Um, yourself and what you're holding and try to put some Yer into your heart before you go out and face the world so the Mishnah explains that there are two different things with regards to Limitare one thing is that a person has a chiv to learn in every spirit moment he has whenever a person has the physical capability and the mental ability to learn he's mechiv to learn besides for that a person has a chiyiv of kviyas itam so He has to have a set time every day. It could be even five minutes. And this time has to be that he doesn't give it up for anything unless there's an oinus. If there's no oinus, a real oinus, he makes sure even at the expense of not making money. I'm not sure about losing money. Pashtun, he's not to lose money. But that much he won't give up this ace lima. It could be even five minutes. And the Biyalacha says it should be day and night. Biyalacha says... That tzarch adam n'gboya es la tamat hara Learn a little bit in the morning, a little bit at night. That's where the minhag became between mincha mariv, to put a shear in the shul. That way, we have a kviyas ithum at night. The berelcha speaks this out and he says, lima many shuls, especially older shuls, still have this minhag. They have a mincha minyan and between it they have a shear mishnayis or a different shear and that is to have the kriyas itam not just in the morning also at night so this kriyas itam is separate from your yigis boyam and it's a set time it could be even five minutes for what i understand but the set time of learning Torah every single day and that's what they're going to ask in shamayim kavati itam they're referring to this time and not referring to the yigis boyam and if you learned every moment was there a time that you never gave up a time that you always set aside for learning Torah? and one more thing about this time what should you no okay fine that's with the kvi is what about the general learning what should you spend your time learning should you spend your time um learning gemara homish mishnayis halacha so if someone's learning the entire day so the gemara says you split up your time evenly you three hours like this a slush like this a third like that a third like that however if someone is not he's working so how much should you learn of each topic so the mishabura says <laughs> About a boss only has time to learn three or four hours a day that's only has time <clears throat> that's the uh how much the mr brewer expects of a Bala bus three to four hours so what does he do he says don't learn just gemara it's not enough to only learn gemara you have to have a there in in Sifrei Paiskim, in Halakha. And the reason for that is if someone's learning the entire day, so he'll have time for Paiskim, have time for Gemara, he'll have time for everything. If you have a short period of time, and you're not going to learn any Halakha, you're going to go through life and you're not going to know what you're doing. There are so many Halakhas as we go through Mishnah Brua, especially here in this year, we see it. As we're going through Mishnah Brua, there are so many Halakhas that people are not familiar with, either because they just never heard of it or because it fell by the wayside. It's not a, it's not a common Halakha, it's uncommon, or just different in Yonim that are not as well known. Or even things that are well-known, people forget, they don't know, if you have a seder in halacha, a daily seder, a small amount, you pick up over time, you're holding in halacha, and that's something which the Mishabura says a person should do, especially if he only has a little bit of time to learn. So the Arach says, if you're going to tell a person, don't learn gemara, learn halacha, they're not going to learn at all, then it's okay to learn the gemara, and at least they'll have some Yer if a person's holding by adding on to his Gemara learning also a Seder of Halakha, that would be the, the optimal way to learn, which would be, for example, a Seder Gemara in the morning and a short Seder Halakha, either after that or at night. And that would be how the Mishnah Bruvah would tell us to set up our Limud so that we have uh, extensive Limud and understanding of Gemara and Shas and also of the Halakha that's Nageya for us to know every day as we go through life. Now, with regards to Kvi one thing I wanted to mention before, which I forgot before, is that there's an interesting Shari Tshuva here which says someone who gets paid for his learning, he's in Kaila, he gets a Kaila check, a Tehra, and he gets a Kaila check, that might not work for Kvi he says, someone who's done had din, someone who does he does not get paid, that counts for them If you get paid, and also a rabbi who gets paid, that's not so partial, it's a shiloh if it counts for kfiyasitim. So even someone sitting in kailah, he should have a certain time. You know, these days in kailah, you can get paid to learn before shachas, paid to learn after shachas, paid for first say, the second say, the night say there. You get paid for everything. You should have a set time every day where you're not getting paid a small amount of time. them you're doing it just like a shmuffet or a no one's paying you for it. And that would be. Um, this Indian of, that was Simon now we're going to work. You go to your work, if you learn Torah, you don't have any source of income, of the Oven. We're discussing before the welfare state which we live in, before WIC, HUD, food stamps, Jersey Care, whatever, wherever you live, whatever they give you from the government, before all that. If someone just learned Torah with any source of income, he is safe of a tail of the geveris oven. The being poor and having nothing will lead him to do averis. He'll be in a in a situation where he's very much um, will have to not keep his principles in order to push live and he'll have big yitzahara to steal, and to do other things, not to be honest, and therefore, to someone just to learn, that any source of income, that much, the Mechaber seems to say, is not okay. However, even like that, with zero source of income, the Birolachah says, there are yechidei kula who for them, they could do it. B'lai sheva levi, b'vada, the Rambam says, any person who is holding by, doing like a shrim and just sitting and learning, for Yechidei kula it is okay. Yashim Ba did not live in a welfare state, I don't think, although there were social safety nets in the Jewish community itself, but like a to have no income and just sit and learn, Hashem will take care of them. That's that. However, Kol shikin, if we have Yisakha Zvulun with someone supporting him, Kol shikin, that would be okay. Now, either Rabbam says that you can't take money for learning, you can't take money for being a Rebbe or a Rav or sitting in Qayla, how could it be that we have people sitting in Qayla taking a Qayla check, we have Rebbeim taking a salary, we have Rabatim taking a salary, how can that be? So this, my... My great uncle, my Shver's uncle, um, Josh Darabanner sent a chuva to Ramosha. It's printed in English. we read it out in the That He asked Ramosha, he wanted to go to college. He said the Rambam says you can't get money for sitting and learning. So he asked, he needs money. He's not going to go to Kaila. He wants to go to college. Ramosha wrote back, it's not correct. Ramosha wrote back to like the Ramos. the Pashan is in the Ardea, That you're allowed to take money for learning. Not like the Rambam. You can take money for learning, to be a, for tutoring, for being a Rebbe, being a Rav, for, for learning in Kaila. It's allowed. Even if the Allah is like the Rambam or Moshe writes, and you're not allowed. Now the times have changed, and in order for us to have quality Rabbeim quality, Rabbonim quality, Chachamim in this world that can keep us and take take us on their shoulders, we have to have people that are sitting and learning the entire day and getting paid for it. Otherwise, they won't be able to do it. And yes, there are some people who maybe, um, for them, they they're not holding by sitting and learning the whole day so they can go to work and they'll learn the three, four hours, like Baal and have to learn according to the Mishnah Bura. But someone was holding by doing more than that, and the only way you can do it is if he takes money for it, it's hundred percent mutter Mesha rights. There's no even this chasidas not to take money for learning, it's hundred percent mutter to take a kidal check, to take a check for being a Rav, a Rabbi, a tutor. That's all mutter And there the would will be no other way for us to to cultivate quality Tamid that we need to lead our nation. That is what Ramesha writes, and that is what happened in Simon Kufnum Vav. There's an interesting Shiloh over here. So the Mechaber says, so how much should you work? You have to work because otherwise... How much should you work? Your work should be temporary, not the main focus of your life. The Iker is your Torah. You'll have both. So how much should you work? The Mishabura says, well, yasa parnasasi. Work Kadei Parnassassi, what you need for your parnasa? Now how do you know? That's very subjective. What do I need for my parnasa? Do I have to have uh, an SUV for my parnasa? Do I have to have a 3,000 square foot house for my parnasa? Do I have to put away money for my kids' chastanas when I'm in my 20s? Do I have to put away for my uh, 401k? Do I have to put away for um, for anything? What's called Kadei Parnassassi? So the Charatian over here gives us a clue. He gives, gives us a tip. How do you know what's Kade Parnassassi? So the Sharet seems to Gimel. Look at Rama Shall they So the Torah doesn't trick you. Is Ilu Hu is Lots Think if you had to support your friend. Fi And you would have to clothe him, give him what he needs. Mahayu Omer Az Eiza Hu Hechak. What would you say is a necessity, and what would be a luxury? Right? Imagine if I had the Achrayus of supporting my friend. Now, yes you may feel if i have to marry off his children i'm going to start saving up money to marry off his children but okay but whatever you would do for his children whatever you would put away now if you knew you had to support him so you wanted to put away a 401k to support him in retirement do it for yourself also 100 percent whatever you would do for your friend right if you think this is my friend needs a house i'm going to buy him a 4,000 square foot house to buy it for yourself but if you wouldn't buy it for your friend if you don't need to make the money if you have the money you have the money i'm saying if you how much should you work to go make money for that. So if you wouldn't work, put in the extra effort to make the money for your friend, then already it's not obviously not a necessity for yourself either. That's the tip of the Sharatsian. The an interesting shiloh here also of Yaakov Kamanetsky discusses life insurance. So cause the Mishavura says Zeb is easky and be other you'll have both you with a lot or a little. You got to do what you got to do. You have to work a day You don't need to work more than that, and you'll have what you need, and you'll have your terror you'll have your parnasa. Now, before I say Yaakov, one caveat to the whole thing over here: there were specific times where they were Gedoyim told certain Gevirim that their job is to make money to give to Dhaka, which means they were in a position where they have the ability to make so much money where most people couldn't make. And if they wouldn't do it, they would say, Listen, I want to retire, I want to sit and learn the whole day, and I have enough money for myself. And that's the wrong thing because there everyone has to know what their topic in the life, what their tachlis is. And if a person sometimes he has the ability to make so much money and to give it out and support others to learn Tara, sometimes that's his tachlis <clears throat> and and that is what he should be doing, and he should be working more than kadei HaNassai in order to support others. Now, what does Yav say about life insurance? So life insurance, there are some people that say maybe, what are the reasons not to get life insurance? You say, why not? Well, the reasons not to get it, some would say, maybe it's a chasar bitachin. You have to have bitachin in Hashem, why would you have to buy life insurance? Is spending, spending that money or working to have money to afford that, is that called a lack of bitachin? Also, there are others that say, we know we give uh, tips how to be matzliach and uh, to be successful, be imadin you should come out Zakkai. You should come out in the book of Chaim, the Sefer HaChaim and they say that the Bali Muslims say that if you make yourself more needed for other people so that if Hashem needs to do something to someone, it's going to affect so many other people. So it's much harder to have to punish someone if it's going to at the same time punish many others. So if you're going to take life insurance, you're not necessary anymore. A person has a family, Ten kids, he has to support all ten kids. If he has life insurance, he's not necessary if I care. Sometimes there'll be more money if he's not here with the good policy. So, is that is that something which a person should take in mind and not take life insurance? Dr. Yakov, no. Rechishas tuach it's often art in the Buying life insurance ain't a It's not considered a lack of bitachin. Ella harezav If Yakov holds that getting life insurance is like a regular a regular established similar to a 401k saving up for retirement saving up for uh, for a rainy day spending where it's rainy day uh, where you need money your refrigerator breaks or if you need to marry off your kids regular Douglas like you're saving money for your kids you're saving up money for retirement. Why would you think not to buy life insurance? Oh, because in Kelm no one bought fire insurance. So maybe it's a lack of Bitachin. So a They were worried they're being on he would burn down his house in order to collect the insurance. And really, I was just thinking to myself, like, big deal. So he'll burn down his house. He'll collect insurance if they catch him. So he'll go to jail. He did insurance fraud. If so they won't catch him, good for him. He's now, now he'll make money. The whole town will be, be richer now because they won't have to pay for him anymore. But I think that maybe the answer would be because in the olden days, the fire would come up one house to expect spread to the whole town. Really, really, really fast. And that is why in the St. Shabbos, the halacha is that if there's a fire and there's no danger to anyone's life, you're not supposed to put it out in Chavez and you're supposed to just leave the area, and the fire department will come down, and they'll put out the fire, and you'll lose the house. However, and I do know someone that that happened to. They lived in a house that was in the area, in a bigger property. There were no trees nearby, no houses nearby. Unfortunately, the house burned down. They had good insurance, so it was fine, but everyone, it was a one-family house, and everyone was at the table, and everyone got up from the table and left. However, in a development, especially here in Lakewood, or anywhere in the city where houses are very close together, there's a fire on Shabbos, so you got to put it out, because it's a kind of people's lives, because fire travels really fast, and you have, especially over here in developments in Lakewood, you have people living downstairs, upstairs, neighbors, attached houses, you never know who's home, you have to put that fire out, and that's why over here also, in Kelm, they did not want the honey to make a fire to to get his fire insurance, that's why they did not take insurance in Kelm, however, Life insurance is not considered a chaser and Okay, Vaita, let's hop around a little bit of Hilkos and Tziel The rest of Kufnan Vav was different halachas that are not brought down in Shulchan Divri Moser and Divri Halachas of Lashon Hara, uh Flattering um ka skiver we had the reha comaicha which we had nice shot and we said over in the year on the reha nice pet we had about peh teghir samisaga if you don't have time to go over now you can listen there from the sfas mas you said the shot from remember from gankovsky we said the shot from, from many different things in the kama nitera mis dama la kaino timer devera lots of stuff let's hop right some tilos and diam over here hilos and diam she yavelo well, you make hamaiti you have to wash your hands. Why do we do and adaim? Two reasons. Reason number one: truma. In the olden days, your hands were considered shniyos latumah, which means that they are like a shani latumah If you're going to touch chulin. It's not going to become a shlishi. There is no shlishi lechulim. If you're going to t- going to touch truma, the truma will become a shlishi. We don't want a kayin touching truma, making the truma tamay and eating it. Therefore, we're masaking the a sedayim. We don't want the kayin to forget, so we're masaking it for everyone. So now it's like part of the religion. Everyone washes their hand before they eat bread, and therefore the kayin won't forget. Now, even these days where there's no base this that kind of stands, im achak mashiach sanakam, we want to make sure. That we're doing things properly that is one reason why we wash our hands reason number two is to be clean The hands especially in the olden days hands used to be much dirtier than now also for kedusha is we want to be tahara, we, we, we cleanse our hands for tahara reasons that is why we wash our hands and that's why we do it so we do it by bread not by Paris, what's the reason? Because it says in the Pasak to the Gun Khati Reshkhavi, it's a by truma. And the river holds that the raisa truma is dafka for those three, which is grain, wine, and oil, olives, grapes, and olive oil. And the ikr of those three is Dagan, the masakana dafka by Dagan, by grain products. And even those who hold that other vegetables are also their raisa. <coughs> but the main product, the main product that we would have would be grain products, because that's the ikr saadam is from is from bread. And only things that you make a bracha of ha that gets until Sedaim, that you're kerveya asuda. That's why they are misak it. it. Pasababakistin is not getting until Sedaim, unless you're suda then you would wash in it. The exact details of Pasababakistin in a couple weeks from now, in 10 Simonim Kufsa Machas, we will go through those halachas, what is Pasababakistin, what is not, what the halachas are, what the shir Suda is, all that gishmaka stuff pizza danishes mizainis rolls if there are if there is such a thing as mizainis rolls, we'll see all that in kufsa and the tilas and d- you wash both hands why do you wash both hands mr says because even if you want to eat with one hand you might touch it with the other hand according to that if a person's hand is chas- paralyzed you only have to wash one hand the Chazanish says the reason is because of the plug we always wash two hands even if you only plan on on holding it with one hand and the mr himself quotes that reason later on therefore even if someone chas- has a paralyzed hand they would have to wash both hands. Wash the right hand first, even the lefty. Even if your hands are clean, you still have to wash your hands. And what is the shear? How much do you have to eat to be in the Natilah Sedayim? How much do you have to eat to make a Bracha Al Natilah Sedayim? So, very, very, very Bekitzer. This is a Gishmaka Sugi, which we discussed more in the shear on Thursday. Lechatkhila, any bit of bread, you should wash your hands. That's Once you have the Gazayis, you to wash your hands. Once you have a kibaya, according to the Mishabura, now you are mhuv to make sedayim. Now we're talking about when you're washing your hands, you know what you're going to eat, so you know you're going to eat a kebaya, so you wash your hands, you make a bracha alantia sedayim. If you only eat a kazayas, it's machelikas, misthabur hold no bracha. Ramosha the Goyen and the Vilna na and the remote, right? You should make a bracha. Therefore Mesha says, Don't eat just between the kazayas and the kebayah. A kazayas is like a schnapp's cup, approximately an ounce, a kabaya is two ounces. A kazayas in a two pound loaf of bread is approximately a I think a quarter of a centerpiece, and a half of a centerpiece would be a kebeah. It's approximate, I don't remember right now, but if whatever you could fit in one schnapps cup is a kezayas, two would be a kebeah, and you don't want to eat between those two, because less than the kezayas, you don't have to make a of a short. More than the kezayas, up to the kebeah is a machlekes, However, Amrisha says if you do plan on eating between the kazayas and the kebeah, still make a bracha. That's Amrisha's opinion. I don't have a Hakra yet myself, so I don't know what you would do if you only plan on eating a kazayas. You should try to eat a Kabaya. And the, the similar idea to someone who's making a bracha on mashka, on drink, the shiloh, if you need to have a kezias or vias, one ounce or three ounces. So, therefore, the Shabura says, don't drink between one ounce and three ounces, because then you have a shiloh on your bracha achroina. Here, too, if you're going to eat between a kezias and a kebeah, you have a shiloh if you should make a bracha of al-natilas yadayim. Now, we go with our, the smaller shear for keziasim and kebeah, not like the native Yehuda who has the double shear. And the reason for that is beyond the scope of the shear right now, because we are out of time. But we go with the small, the regular shear of kezias, the dirabun and the shir, of Kazaiz and Kabaya. The simple reason is because it's Halakhmidarabonan. The complicated question is well the Bracha is a Shailah of Bracha Levatalah and we don't want to insuffer brachas l'hakol. Now, even though it's not going to be a derei raya, because the shame Hashem that you're saying with the intent to make a bracha, even if it's a vatala, it would only be an ism and dereibanim. Uh, Kappana, that's the shaila of why we go with the smallest share. We go with the smallest share of kezayit, which is one ounce. K'bei would be two ounces. That's how much you want to eat and make a bracha lekulei alma. We are out of time. There was a shaila we said in sevdalin about things that are tibulei b'mashkei, which we started, but we'll continue that. Tomorrow, and we'll come with our How to Be Noyig, with the Davar Shetty Bule, and Mitch tomorrow. The Shema Pestav coming up this week. We'll see you tomorrow night in Hashem, and we should have a wonderful, wonderful week.